1: I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. It's Thursday, and that means we open the door and enter the inner sanctum. This episode was originally aired on April 17th, 1950, and it's called Beneficiary Death.
2: Bromo Seltzer, made by the Emerson Drug Company, invites you through the creaking door for tonight's inner sanctum mystery, titled Beneficiary Death, written by Ed Adamson and Smith. Bromo Seltzer reminds you to Bye, any
3: three ways. Bromo Seltzer, Bromo Seltzer, Bromo Seltzer, Bromo Seltzer, Bromo Seltzer.
4: Friends of the creaking door, this is your host to welcome you once again into the inner sanctum. Come in. Come on in. Oh, I'm tired. Just finished my spring gardening, planted a couple of dozen of bulb heads, but I'm sure they won't be content to stay in their new (laughs) loams. That's how things are here behind the creaking door. Whatever goes down must come up. ...at night. <laughs> oh, by the way, folks, I want you to meet our laughing ghost. We call him Silly Willie because it's easy to tickle his fantasy. But Willie's not really so silly when it comes to getting rid of his mates. The first one left him because he started each day by beating her over the head with a club. Well, naturally, she got sick and tired of such treatment. Well, his second wife, a brunette, had a much more interesting... Conclusion. Willie buried her head in the sand at the ocean front. Now she's a beached blonde. (laughs) Horror has many sides. It can make itself felt in an almost hidden, quiet sort of way. Just as it did that rainy Monday morning with Sam and Helen Braden were at breakfast in their small, suburban home. The Bradens sat in the kitchen nook near the window, the same as they'd done for 20 years. But still, this morning, things were not quite the same.
5: Sam, you've just been sitting there staring out the window. You haven't touched your breakfast.
3: I'm not hungry, Helen.
5: You didn't sleep last night, did you?
3: A little on and off.
5: You're just worrying yourself sick over nothing. Now business is bound to get better.
3: Oh, there's no use kidding you any longer. The store is on its last legs. The bank refused me the loan. Oh. Said I was a bad risk.
5: Then you don't need the bank's money. You can still raise some yourself.
3: Yes, how? Your insurance. Yes. I begged and borrowed everything up to my teeth, but I won't touch that insurance. That's for you, Helen, in Sam, case...
5: please, listen to
3: me. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Getting late. I'm starting for town.
5: Sam, wait. Yes? I wish you'd take the train instead of the car. Why? Well, weather's so awful. Look at the way the rain's coming down. I drove into town in lots worse weather than this. I know, but... But What? But feeling the way you do, Sam, I I wish you wouldn't drive. Well, oh, I'm all right, Helen. I'll see you this evening. Sam, please take the train.
3: I told you I'm all right. Well,
5: I, I had an awful dream last night. I saw you driving the car along the turnpike, and then suddenly the car crashed, and you were killed. Yes.
3: Well, that's not such an awful dream at all. Why, Sam? Well, it isn't. When you consider my insurance, I'm really worth more to you dead than alive.
5: Hello? Mrs. Brayton? Hmm? Mrs. Samuel Brayton? Yes.
6: This is Sergeant Land
5: of the Merrick Police. The police? The, it's about my husband.
6: Yes. His car was in a crack-up an hour ago on the turnpike.
5: Was he hurt badly?
6: I'm sorry to tell you, Mrs. Braden, but he's dead. Oh. Mrs. Braden? Mrs. Braden? Yes. It's only a formality, but uh, you'll have to come down to the county morgue personally to claim the body. Did you
5: hear me? Yes, I heard you. Oh. <laughs> Didn't want the insurance money. I wanted you to come back.
3: But I have come back.
5: Please told me you were killed in the auto crash. Just the way I dreamed it. I saw your face. Just the way it is now. Covered with blood. Sam, I only wanted you to live.
3: Why are you talking that way, Helen? I am alive. No. Yeah, touch me. Sam, don't You mustn't be afraid. Touch me. Sam, please. Ah, Feel my hand.
5: It isn't, it isn't cold. You're n- not dead. You're alive. But you're facing that, that call just now.
3: There was an accident. The car was coming toward me. I swerved to get out of the way. And then everything went black. And the next thing I knew, I was standing at the front door outside.
5: But the police found your body in the wreck. They... They asked me to come down to the morgue and claim it.
3: My body?
5: They said you were there. Dead.
3: The hitchhiker. Hitchhiker? Just before I got onto to the turnpike, I picked up a tramp. I was giving him a lift into town. Wait. What is it? My my wallet. It's not in my pocket. It must have fallen out in the crash.
5: Then that's why they thought it was you.
3: Yes. Helen, what are you going to do?
5: Call the American police and tell them you're alive. Put
3: that phone down. But
5: they should know. Put
3: it down. Oh. I'm not alive. What? To all intents and purposes, that's my body down at the morgue.
5: I don't understand. This
3: is our chance, Helen. Don't you see? What are you trying to say? It's very plain and simple. My $25,000 life insurance. Now, do you understand? Sam!
5: You can't do a thing like that.
3: And not for just $25,000. Accidental death, the double indemnity clause, $50,000. Sam, please. $50,000. I told you at breakfast time, worth more dead than alive. $50,000. After you collect, we can go away. For the first time, we can really live. We won't have to worry about pennies anymore.
5: Darling, we don't want money that way.
3: All you have to do is go down to the morgue at Merrick. Then we can't do it. Of course we can. They'll so find us out. The tramp I picked up told me he was homeless. No family. It's all so perfect. Once you claim my body, no one will ever find out.
6: Now, Mrs. Braden, just uh, one more thing to be filled out on this form. Uh, Where do you want your husband's body sent?
5: Uh, uh, To to the Winston Funeral Home in Crestview.
6: Winston Funeral Home, Crestview. Now, come with me, please.
5: Sergeant Landau, where are we going?
6: To that room at the end of the hall. That's where the bodies are kept. Do I have to go. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the law.
5: You know it's my husband, don't you?
6: Sure. But the next of kin has to make identification.
5: Oh, Sergeant Lando.
6: It'll only take a second. Here we are.
5: Yes, Sergeant. The, that, that's my husband.
6: Mrs. Braden, how many years were you married?
5: Twenty? Why do you
6: add? Well, it uh, just hit me as peculiar, but it may be because you're upset by your loss.
5: I, I don't understand.
6: The body you just identified has been here in the morgue for three days. What? Your husband's body is here to your right. On this other slab.
3: You should have been more careful. You could have ruined everything. I was
5: so frightened, Sam. I didn't know what to do. When Sergeant Landau stopped, I, I thought that was the body. I didn't know what he looked like.
3: Oh, and well, I guess it was my fault. I should have described him to you. Anyway, you got away with it. They gave you the death certificate and they sent the body to the Winston funeral home.
5: He came so near to getting caught.
3: But luckily, you acted upset enough to save us.
5: We may not be so lucky the next time.
3: There won't be a next time. From here on, there won't be any trouble for us.
5: Sam, please, let's forget about the whole thing. Are you crazy? Before it's too late, we can still save ourselves. We can say you had amnesia and just turned up. They'll believe that. And
3: let fifty thousand dollars slip through our fingers?
5: But we never did anything wrong in our lives. You know we're not the kind of people to do a thing like this. I look at the door.
3: All right, get hold of yourself and answer it.
5: Who could it be? I'll
3: I'll hide in the closet here. Oh.
7: Mrs. Brayton. Yes. Uh, my name is Granger. I'm from the Acme Insurance Company. Sure. Uh, I'm here in regard to your husband's death. Uh,
5: oh, C- come in, please.
7: Thank you. I'll just be a moment. I, I don't want to bother you unnecessarily at a time like this, but before the company pays you the double indemnity benefits of your late husband's policy, you'll be required to sign these papers. Now, uh, you may mail them in if you choose, or you may sign them right now, and I'll take them back to the office with me.
5: Oh, I'll... I'll, I'll,
7: I'll sign them now. Very well. Oh, uh, by the way, Mrs. Braden.
5: Yes, Mr.
7: Green? Uh, where will the services be held
5: the winston funeral home in crestview tomorrow yes at 10 in the morning
7: i'll be there
5: you'll be there i i don't understand
7: to pay my respects you see mrs braden i knew your husband quite well some years ago when i sold him the policy <laughs>
2: Seltzer, famous for fast headache help, is bringing you Inner Sanctum. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? How do you do? This is your old friend Norman Brokenshire. The other day I heard a fellow speak of the hour between five and six in the evening as the headache hour. Now, if you get a headache about this time or any time, I hope you'll remember Bromo Seltzer. For Bromo Seltzer is a friend in need when you've got a headache. It's true, neighbors. Bromo Seltzer not only quickly helps the pain of a headache, but it also soothes the upset stomach and the jittery nerves that may come with it. Yes, Bromo Seltzer gives you three-way headache help that's fast and pleasant. Now, by pleasant, I mean... Bromo seltzer is pleasant to take, actually refreshing. Try bromo seltzer next time you get an ordinary headache. Try it on this guarantee. You must be satisfied or your money back. All drug stores carry bromo seltzer at their counters and fountains. For fast three-way headache help, ask for
0: bromo.
4: You know, personally I feel kind of sorry for that Sam Braden. The only way he can make a decent living is by being dead. Hmm. <laughs> Well, that's fate for you. Everything was going pretty well until that insurance guy, Granger, turned up and said he was going to pay his last respects to Sam. You see what happens when you fool around with death? Things go from bad to And <laughs> well, Now let's get back to our tale and the troubled Brayden.
3: Of all people for the insurance company to send out here, it had to be Granger. told you we couldn't get away with it. Well, we're not finished yet. Granger told you that you'd probably get the check from the insurance company tomorrow.
5: But in the meantime, he'll go to the Winston funeral home. He'll know that's not you in the casket.
3: He'll never know. What are you doing? Something we should have done right after Granger left here earlier this evening. Here, take this phone. I've dialed the Winston funeral home. But what? When they answer, you tell them you changed your mind. There'll be no services tomorrow. You've just found a paper signed by your husband in which he requested that he be cremated immediately after death. They'll be suspicious. I'll write the note now. That'll cover it. Haven't they answered yet? No. You've got to get that body out of there before tomorrow morning. Still no answer? No, not yet. I better hang up. It must be closed for the night. If we wait until tomorrow morning, it'll be too late.
5: Then what'll we do?
3: There's only one thing to do, Helen. We're going over to the funeral home and get that body out ourselves. (laughs) Try the back door down at the end of this alley.
5: We'll never get away with it. I've had the feeling all along that you we... stop
3: talking like that, Helen. Don't you understand? It's worth any risk we take to get that fifty thousand.
5: But I told you I don't want the money. Wait
3: and see. When you get your hands on it, you'll feel differently. Here's the back door.
5: It's locked, isn't it?
3: Well, of course. What did you expect? There's
5: no way we can get in. Yes,
3: there is. I'll break the glass panel and then reach in and turn the lock.
5: Someone might hear us.
3: You're just making things worse by talking that way. Besides, we looked out in front, didn't we? There's not a soul around. Yes, I need something to break the glass. What can I use? I know. Helen, give me your compact.
5: Uh, here.
3: Uh, this compact should do
5: fine. Oh, 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 Sam, you cut yourself. I
3: guess I'm not much of an expert on housebreaking.
5: Don't you see we can't do any of this, right? Because we're not people for a thing like this.
3: Then we make ourselves that kind of people. We'll manage. We did so far. I'll have this door unlocked in a second. There. All right, come on, Helen. Can't I wait here? No, no, I need your help. Come on.
5: Sam, I'm so frightened.
3: You mustn't be. Just try to think of the money. Just try to think of all the pleasure we'll have with it.
5: Never enjoy it. We'll never have a
3: happy moment again. Please, Helen, don't say things like that. Here are the caskets. I'll see what this tag says. Sarah Adams. All right, we try the next one. Sam, will Braden. All right, Helen, you get down at the other end and help me lift the lid. Oh,
5: Sam, please, I can't, I just
3: can't. All right, I'd do it myself. Sam. Helen, what's wrong? What is it? The
5: coffin. There's no one in it. The coffin is empty. But,
3: but you had the body sent here from the morgue. Yes. And this coffin tag has my name on it. What could have happened to the corpse... Where can it be? Sam, Someone came in.
5: Footsteps. They're coming this way.
3: I can't let anybody see me and there's no time to get out the way. Wait. I know where to hide.
5: Sam, what are you doing?
3: The only safe thing. I'll hide in this coffin.
5: What, what'll I do? What'll I say?
3: I don't know, but try to carry it off the best you can.
0: Good evening, Mrs. Just... Brayden. I had an idea I might find you here. Oh, you don't have to be afraid of me. I won't hurt you. Who are you? My name is Stephen Winston.
5: You own this place. That's right. We've we've never met. How do you know who I am?
0: I've made a point of knowing, Mrs. Braden. As a matter of fact, I've just come from your house... I'd planned on having a talk with you about the ceremonies tomorrow. Oh, uh, by the way, don't you know it's illegal to force your way into an establishment?
5: Well, I I tried to get you on the phone, Mr. Winston. There there was no answer. I thought perhaps your line was out of order, so I came down. I, I wanted to talk to you, too.
0: About the ceremonies? Yes. Do you mind telling me how you got in here?
5: The rear door was open...
0: That's odd. I distinctly remember having bolted it. However, first I have something very interesting to show
5: Mister, you. Mr. Winston, what are you doing?
0: Lift up this coffin, lady.
5: No, no, don't. Why not? I, I, I can't, can't bear
0: him. Well, that isn't the reason, is it, Mrs. Brady? That isn't the reason at all.
5: Look, what do you mean?
0: You've already opened this coffin. You know there's no body in it. Isn't that the reason? Yes. I thought so. You probably wonder what's happened to the body that was in it. Well, I'm happy to relieve your mind of the anxiety. I have the body down in the basement, hidden.
5: Why? Why did you hide my husband's body?
0: You can drop the act, Mrs. Braden. I know that wasn't your husband's body. No. Yes, of course. I once met your husband. I rarely forget a face. The police would be very interested in your game, but uh, the police don't have to know, necessarily.
5: What do you mean by that?
0: Uh, look, Mrs. Brayton, I'm a businessman. The police don't have to know about this at all, providing you make it worth my while.
5: You want money?
0: yes. Ten thousand dollars should seem to be a fair sum. I suggest Mrs. Brayton that you get in touch with your dear departed husband and tell him my terms. ten thousand or jail for both of you.
5: Sam it's been hours. Thought you'd never get back here to the house.
3: It became light out. I had to be careful no one saw me.
5: Winston knows everything. was he who took the body out of the casket.
3: Yes, Helen, I know. I heard from inside the coffin. He wants money.
5: We mustn't give it to him.
3: Of course not. He'd go on blackmailing us until he got every cent of the 50,000.
5: That's not what I mean, Sam.
3: It's a good thing you didn't tell him I was in that coffin.
5: Darling, please listen to me. I've been waiting for you to come home. I, I wanted you to be the one to call the police.
3: Call the police?
5: You've got to. If we make a clean breast of everything now, they may not be too hard on us
3: we are not telling the police anything.
5: Then Winston will.
3: No, he won't. Winston is dead. What? I killed him. I buried his body where it will never be found. There. I, I had to do it, Helen. Things had gotten so that I just had to. Helen, do you have to keep standing at the window there looking at the birds down in the garden? Why don't you talk to me?
5: Talk? What can I say?
3: You can find something to say to make me feel a little better about it.
5: How can you feel better about killing a man?
3: It isn't that I wanted to do it. I had to. You've got to understand that. I never had the makings of a murderer in me.
5: No, Sam, you didn't. Until the thought of that $50,000 made you one.
3: Why do you keep saying that? There's nothing I can do about it now. I can't go to the police. They'll sentence me to death. You wouldn't want that,
5: would you? No, Sam, I
3: wouldn't want that. Well, then what can I do?
5: I don't know.
3: Well, there's one thing I know we've got to do, and that's move away from here where no one will know us. Maybe then we can start over again. Maybe then things will be all right between us. Maybe. Sure they will. The 50,000 will make all the difference.
5: Sam.
3: What's the matter? Why are you looking at me that way?
5: We can't take that money now. After all I've done? After what you've done, that's just the reason. You're
3: not making sense. We couldn't get anywhere without money. We'd have to get it some way. We need a lot of money to... Helen, look. There's the mailman coming down the walk. I bet he's got the insurance company check with him now. You'd better go down and see.
5: All right.
3: Why did you stop, Helen? All you have to do is go down the stairs and open the door.
5: I've made up my mind, Sam. We're not taking the money.
3: But you know we need it to save ourselves. Not
5: that kind of
3: money. Now look, the mailman must have that check. That's why he's ringing the bell. It was sent registered. You have to sign for it.
5: I'm not going down to get it.
3: You are. You are. Hurry before he goes away! Now, go on! Don't
5: stop! Let go of me! I'm not answering that ring.
3: Yes, you are. You're opening that door and signing for that letter. If I. Have to drag you he, down. He's
5: like, Helen, down the I, I, Helen, Helen, oh, Helen, Helen. I, I didn't mean it, darling. I didn't mean it. I didn't. I. No, you didn't. You couldn't help it. I understand. Sam. Yes? The money. You can't have it now. I'd have to sign the check and I... I won't be able to. I'm glad about that. wasn't meant for us. Never would have brought us a happy home. <laughs> um.
3: Operator, will you please get me the Merrick police? Hello? Is Sergeant Landau there? No, no, he won't have to call back. Message? Yes. Just tell him that Sam Braden is on his way over.
4: Now, that's what I call a significant ending. No doubt there for whom the doorbell toll. That Sam and Helen Shaw sure were bunglers. They handled a cold corpse like it was a hot potato. But before Sam went the way of all burnt flesh, or the insurance murder, he was heard to say that honesty is the best policy. Well, anyway, now he's got a coffin to call his own. <laughs>
2: Say, neighbors, here's a fact I'm sure you'll agree with. To help a headache one way is good. To help it two ways is better. But to help your headache three ways is best of all. And that's exactly what Bromo Seltzer does. First, Bromo Seltzer helps the headache itself, and fast. Then it soothes the upset stomach and jittery nerves that may team up with your headache. And that's not all, neighbors. Bromo Seltzer tastes good. You'll actually like sparkling, refreshing bromo seltzer. Convince yourself, try bromo seltzer the next time you get a headache. Remember, where others fail, bromo seltzer works. Caution, use only as directed. And, of course, if a headache persists or recurs, see your doctor. Be ready for fast headache help at all times. Get bromo seltzer today at any drugstore. And remember, don't just fight a headache one or two ways. Fight
3: headache three ways. Bromacellia, Bromacellia,
4: Well, it's time to close that creaking door on tonight's inner sanctum which featured Everett Sloan as Sam and Barbara Weeks as Helen. The music was by Lou White, and the entire production was directed by Hyman Brown. Tonight, friends, we close the creaking door for several weeks, while Inner Sanctum takes a short vacation. We'll be back soon, so be sure to listen for that familiar creaking door. Oh, by the way, this month's Inner Sanctum mystery novel is The Motive by Evelyn Piper. Until we meet again, then, good night,
0: pleasant dreams.
7: Hello, this is Jimmy Stewart with a special kind of an invitation for you. It's to hear the premiere broadcast of the Hollywood Star Playhouse on Monday, April 24th. Gloom of Night is the title. I'm going to be in it. I think you're going to enjoy this new series of plays. They'll be written by Hollywood's leading writers.
2: And this is Norman Brokenshire speaking for Bromo Seltzer, inviting you to tune in next week, same time, same station, when Bromo Seltzer will present, direct from Hollywood, that famous movie star Jimmy Stewart in an original mystery thriller entitled Gloom of Night. In this exciting story, Mr. Stewart plays a mail carrier who is also a tall storyteller... He matches wits with a murderer single-handed because no one will believe his warnings. Don't miss Jimmy Stewart in Gloom of Night, brought to you next Monday night on the premier broadcast of Hollywood Star Playhouse by... This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I have to say so far that this is my favorite episode of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Uh, It did go a different way than I expected, though. I thought the police would have suspected that Sam was still alive because of the blood on the glass as they were breaking in. But it was a sad twist at the end. And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iLoveOldTimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at i Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at ILove OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at com. Tomorrow we end the week with Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life and join us next Thursday for a new episode of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. For com. this is Virtual Vinny, Signing off.